Hello and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and I used to have a 500-day streak on Duolingo learning Russian, Spanish, and German. But have I retained any of that? No. Today I'm chatting with a super cool hand-drawn animator from the Netherlands named Lava Heiselaar. Currently she is a student at the renowned Gobelin in Paris and in this chat she's going to share how she got into the school as an international student and ended up skipping first year completely. Plus she's going to explain why she began to prefer pencil and paper to digital animation and the super benefits you can get from that, plus her entire process from start to finish. But first, this episode is sponsored by Hue, makers of colorful plug-and-play cameras for learning, work, and play. Originally designed for teachers, Hue cameras can also be used for creative activities such as capturing hand-drawn pencil tests like Lav is going to talk about in this chat and shooting behind-the-scenes footage, time-lapse videos, and stop-motion animation. Their cameras have flexible, posable necks, manual focus controls, and they are compatible with Dragon Frame, OBS, Twitch, Zoom, and many other camera apps. Visit HueHD.com to learn more and follow at Hue Cameras on social media for news, fun, and giveaways. And for a limited time only, search for the HueHD Pro camera on Amazon.com for 10% off with the code 10TerryAIP. That's 10-T-E-R-R-Y-A-I-P. And you'll get 10% off. And that, that code is valid until July 19th, 2022. And I've included all those details in the description of this link. So please check them out because Hugh has been a wonderful longtime supporter of this podcast. Now, without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Lava. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Uh, that's, that's great. I'm, I think it's crazy that you're joining me at midnight your time to come on this podcast. So super thank you for doing this time difference for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome this this is good for me excellent okay so you know uh i have so much that i want to chat to you about you know goblin and hand drawn and all this stuff but you're in london right now you're originally from the netherlands then you went to school yeah. goblin and now you're in london for the summer is that correct on an internship yes yeah. yeah, so for like five weeks i i really wanted to get out of paris for a little bit just to explore a new place and also like experience what it's like in like a real studio ah so, so what working. what can you share what you're you know what you're working on what studio you're doing and what kind of animation you're doing I'm I'm hoping it's hand drawn but I'm assuming it's it digital no yeah it's it's a 2D animated feature film um, oh. that they're making at like Lupus right now it's called Lupus Films so that's pretty cool amazing um, wait your your internship are you animating on this um, well I'm an assistant I wish I wish I was like a like I, I could make the original animations but I'm just in betweening and cleaning stuff up gotcha so somebody so you you jumped you had an interview in London because you're like I want to get out of Paris and I don't want to go back home and uh, you know they saw your work and they're like dang we want to hire you for this feature film and then yeah. Uh, so you're in betweening and cleaning up. What is, what does that exactly entail? Like you just get sent some. Like are they working like TV Paint or Toon Boom or something? And they yeah, they uh, they work in TV Paint, and we just basically have this setup where we just get a bunch of shots, and then we just get it divided by all the assistant animators. And right now I'm just working on this test animation to see if I'm actually okay at it, <laughs> see if I can actually do the job. So I'm doing that right now, and I'm struggling but it's fun because i've never done this before so i'm just yeah i don't know i'm just trying to get the hang of it trying to feel the the process like working with like supervisors and stuff like that it's like i've never done that before so it's exciting yeah amazing what's the biggest difference between you know animating on your own where you you can take all the time you want Mm -hmm. you're your own director and even in school you can kind of do things on your own time what is the difference between you know doing school and and your personal work and then jumping on a feature film are they like is it like super fast and like you're eight hours a day you're literally animating for eight hours <laughs> yeah. yeah I literally I literally am and it's just there's so much pressure because this time like if you're doing schoolwork and if you mess up it's okay. It's for yourself. Maybe your grade will suffer, suffer, but it's not that there will be consequences. If you do not do your shots correctly, they will just send it back to you and say, do it again. It's like, that's oh, just no. how it works in a studio. Has, that, has so, that happened to you already? Yes. Oh no. How did that feel? <laughs> not good. Not good. <laughs> it's just, it was just more like, um, I just didn't know what I was doing. So yeah. they just 
finally told me, hey, can you do that again? So I'm doing oh, wow. it again. So this is five weeks. And then by the end of the five weeks, you'll be, it, it's just like, that's a pretty short internship, actually. Yeah, no, it is. I, I, I just, well, we actually only have to do like two weeks of mandatory in the internship. To, two weeks? <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. I don't know why, but it, it, it's, it's cool. And I just chose five weeks because why not? Oh, nice, nice, nice. So then, then after the five weeks, then what? Are you going to tour around a bit or are you going right back to school or? I'm going to travel a bit after London and then I'll go back to Paris eventually before school starts. And then I have my final year there. So wow. I'm kind of, like, I'm excited and also kind of sad that it's my final year already. Like it goes so fast. Like the time goes so fast. It's insane. But I'm like very excited for it. Amazing. What is? I, maybe one more question on the internship. You know, you said you're learning a lot. What is the biggest thing you you feel like you've gained uh, from this internship? These well, these you're gonna have five weeks, but you know, you went from struggling and then redoing things. What is the biggest thing that you're currently learning that you're gonna take with you? Clean lines. Clean lines. Clean lines. Like I, I'm used to like I'm used to drawing very roughly and doing very sketchy stuff, especially since I'm doing it on paper. So it's just like scratch, scratch, next paper, scratch, scratch, next one, next one, next one. And when you're cleaning up, you have to be very careful on where you place your lines oh, and yeah. to be smooth and not like going all over the place. So I'm like very struggling with it because I've never done that before. It's not my style. So yeah. Just go thrown into the deep and then figure it out. I almost, I kind of really love kind of rough animation because it has this more fluid, uh, you know, just super fluid movement that doesn't come with clean line animation at the end of the day. Cause you're kind of like sketching things out and there's this overall kind of shape moving versus like clean line yeah. is so specific. Yeah. And I can feel so alive and like dynamic and just, I don't know, very, I don't know. I feel like the motion can really be there if you're just going through it rough yeah. I, I mean I really really like that I can feel it more when it's like rough and like sketchy and not perfect but in cleanup it has to be perfect so I really don't yeah. don't have a choice well congratulations on this internship that's super cool and then the feature <laughs> film is going to come out and you can go in theaters with all your friends and be like did you blink you missed my in-between <laughs> so okay let's did you did you see the one second yeah that was me that's all that <laughs> everything i did hey but your name is going to be on the credits that's amazing you can use that you know going forward that's awesome um okay let's dial it back a bit because uh i think i think what you're doing is super interesting and really cool so you're doing a lot of hand-drawn like pencil paper animation which is you know a funny story is i actually dreaded going to animation school if they were going to make me do hand-drawn pencil paper, I did not want to do that at all. I was, and like, luckily I got accepted at Sheridan the year that they switched everything to digital. So I was so happy, but what, you know, how do you get into hand-drawn animation? Were you like a super young kid just doing like flipbook stuff or like, tell me, tell me what, what inspired you to love this? Well, actually they, they make us. <laughs> So we didn't really have a they, well um when I got to Goblin, I I thought we were allowed to do digital animations. And then when we got into our animation year, they just gave us a bunch of light boxes, they gave us a bunch of paper, and then we got all these exercises that we'd have to do, and then we're all like, wait, on on, on paper? And they're like, Yep, we want to teach you the traditional way. We want to teach awesome. you how to never done that before. No, no, they just, they, they really want to teach us like they say the right way. So wow. I was like, oh, wow. And then I, at first I was like dreading it. Like, how, how am I able to do it on paper? Like, I don't know how to flip. I don't know how to do all this stuff. And I don't know, just, I, I think from the first animation I did, I just fell in love with it because it just has a completely different feel. Like it yeah. feels like for some reason. Okay. So when pencil touches paper, it's so different than when you're like the digital pen touches the screen. Like you don't feel the drawing as much as you do on paper. And yeah, it's more tedious on paper and it takes a little bit more time and it's a little bit harder to get the hang of because you don't really have the options to morph things or to move things around easily. Like you have in, on digital but there's just something about it. Just something about it. <laughs> just something. So 
you were animating before obviously you went to so you were only doing like digital stuff before uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah, like was... how did you get into that even um oh okay um <laughs> so uh i've been drawing like all my life like i knew i wanted to be an artist i didn't know i wanted to be an animator but I kind of like grew up with art, like my mom is an artist. So I got like the traditional kind of um, like portraits and realistic drawing like lessons from my mom. So thank you, mom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for some reason, when you're a kid, you don't realize that animated movies are like made by people. They're just there. They're just like any other movie. They're just animated movies. I, I didn't like, realize it, that that was a job. And then at like one moment, it just clicked for me. I'm like, oh my God, wait, how are these movies made? And then I just went on like a little Google search and I was like searching, it was like, how are Disney movies made? And I watched all these documentaries and I was like, wow, I want to do that. And um, then I just started animating and I just did it every single day. How did you every start? How did, like, you know, cause you'd only done traditional media before. How did you just start? digitally animating because like there's a there's kind of like a high cost and learning curve to start doing stuff digitally mm -hmm. um thankfully my my dad was kind enough to buy me like a little wacom tablet so i can like start doing digital stuff and then for my animation software i just i don't even remember it was like something like very very like bad like flip a clip or something where i can just <laughs> Hopefully, Flip a Clip isn't listening to this. <laughs> sorry, sorry, something. something no, 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 different. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, to I totally understand. Yeah, Flip a Clip is actually where I started digitally animating as well because it was just like a super rudimentary, yeah. basic thing where you can just draw frames and and see it go by, and it was magic suddenly. Yeah, yeah, it That's was great. magic. It, it felt amazing. It's just, I mean, right now I'm not choosing that, that one anymore. So, so, okay, you fell in love, you found this. How do you end up at the, one of the best schools in the whole world for hand-drawn animation? Like, you know, there's obviously a gap in between of you loving traditional media, falling in love with animation, using flip a clip. You know, how did you skill yourself up to the level to get accepted? Because like, you know, they have such a low percentage of people that go there. So many people, you yeah. know, apply every year. They come out with like these monster films that get millions of views. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So, so like, at what point did you get the confidence to apply there? Okay. So actually I, I didn't even know I wanted to, I didn't even know I was good enough to apply. So I, I wasn't even on my mind. And I remember in 2019, 2000, yeah, yeah. I went to like a animation festival because I wanted to like meet some other people in the animation industry. I wanted to like see what everyone's up to, like how does it work? I wanna like I wanna socialize, I wanna network. I was like quite young at the time, but I didn't I didn't care. Like I was still putting myself out there. I had like my little portfolio with me and I was like you're going just, you're up. You're just to like in you're in high school at this yeah, point? Or, yeah. yeah okay. I was like in high school. I was 17 and I just walked in there with my mom and I said, bye mom. I'm gonna go talk to these big directors. Oh my goodness, <laughs> so confident. I love this. You had no oh, fear. Where I got it from. <laughs> it was so scary. And I just walked in there with like my portfolio. I was like, hey, do you want to see my portfolio? And then I just went up to like all these people showing my stuff and then like I told them I wanted to go to an art school in the Netherlands um and then they they looked at my work and said yeah that's cool um have you heard of this uh, little school in uh, in Paris and I was like wait what what was school yeah it's called Goblin and I'm like yeah I, I know the school but I I don't think I would be able to and then I've got accepted immediately. So, <laughs> okay, 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 stop, stop. <laughs> so, you're at an animation festival yeah. in the Netherlands. Yeah. And you bring your portfolio on your tablet. Yeah. And what is on what, what are you showing people? Just the little kind of loops in your art that you had made? Yeah, I, uh, I did like, I had like a little project for myself that I, I designed characters for. I did like little storyboards and, 
I had like a few animations, but not a lot. And they were very bad. But at least it showed that I wanted to do it. (laughs) It wasn't good, but at least it showed something. And just like my little characters. And I think it just showed them that I was like passionate and wanted to wanted to go for it. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just wanted it. Hey, I, I mean, like, you know, when, at least from my experience, when somebody from high school shows me what they're doing, I can like instantly tell, I'm like, oh my goodness, you're so far ahead of the game versus like me, or like, here's what you need to work on. Like, so I think, I think maybe the people that you showed saw your confidence, saw like the level you're at at your age. And they were like, dang, you should go for this. So you were, you were just walking up to random people in this conference that are just standing around. You're by yourself. You don't know anybody. You're 17 years old. And you're just like, excuse me, excuse me, madam. Uh, look at, look at this, please. (laughs) Oh my God. But I did, yeah, I did. I did that. And I I was just trying to like socialize and talk to these people. And then I remember, oh, that was so embarrassing. I remember going to the bar afterwards. And then everyone was like, <laughs> You're <"Okay."> not even- <laughs> I couldn't even drink at the time. Yeah. But everyone was like, everyone was like going there. And that's the place where you actually like socialize and network because everyone is like a little bit more yeah, chill. Yeah, 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 yeah all the professionalism like kind of fades away so we're all just normal human beings that just want to talk to each other and then I was just I was just sitting there and I didn't realize that this big time director was just sitting next to me I was like oh yeah so yeah uh, so this is my work uh, oh yeah and what do you do exactly and then he was like um yeah I kind of run this whole <laughs> festival and I'm a director of this and this movie and I'm like <laughs> Oh God! You're like perfect person to talk to. <laughs> yeah, and then I was just, and, and I, I remember just sitting there for a second. I'm like, I'm sorry <laughs> for just not knowing who you are in the first place, and then just going with my work, with my very shitty work for him, probably, um, like showing it to him, and then expecting. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know what I was doing basically, but it's just. I remember that moment, and that he was just looking at me. Yeah, I am. Um, I do this and I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I love that. And, and like, you know, I think because you weren't expecting anything out of it, what by the end of the conference, what was the feeling that you got? You know, a bunch of people said, go to go blind and mm-hmm. you showed really big time people, your portfolio. What, like when you came home, went back to your mom, like she was like, how'd it go? What did you say? Um, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> she uh she was like happy but also kind of concerned at the same time because that meant I had to go like to Paris instead so you of- came home and you're like listen I have a a new path yeah. I'm going to Paris you just decided <laughs> you're like I'm gonna apply I'm getting listen, in mom. listen mom I know I said I wanted to stay in the Netherlands for a little bit um but you know I kind of heard some other things today and I kind of made a decision to not stay here yeah. and um I think from the, I remember the day because I just from that day on I was just working like crazy on my portfolio because then I had like a new goal and my new yeah. goal was getting into this school oh my goodness no I I 100% understand that I have a very similar story where I was I was I didn't I, I knew that like animation was a career but I wasn't sure what was up so I went to the studio and like everybody was like oh my god you need to go to Sheridan and so I was like, I'm going to Sheridan, I guess. And then from that on, that point on, I worked on my now. portfolio every single day, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. So you work on your portfolio every single day. The deadline comes up and you submit it and then you get accepted. Is that what happened? <laughs> Amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> so, so- <laughs> so we come now and work that, um, well, they changed um, the acceptance thing. I think in the recent years they changed how it uh, how it how it's going because now you don't have to do a test anymore. Like I know in previous year people had to go to the school and they had like one day where you were like tested and that sounded so scary. very scary. Yeah. That sounded so scary. It was like I don't know if I'm able to do it. I don't know if I'm able to like draw on the spot like show your talent right there and I'm like ooh. Luckily they changed it so now you only have to submit your portfolio. And then they just choose the best portfolios. And from those, they have a like oral exam, which is just an interview basically. Wow. And then you, and because it was COVID times, uh, it was just all uh, online. So I just 
got on the Zoom meeting and I was like preparing myself for an interview. I was like preparing myself. I had like all these questions. I was like, okay, okay. If they ask me this, I'm going to say this. And they, they, they also ask you to have five artworks planned. Like, and you have to explain why you like these artworks so they can see like your, like your artistic opinion your artistic opinions about stuff they they want to know how your mind works so I was like preparing that I was like the whole day I was like stressing out I was like okay 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 I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and ah. and then I and then I got into the call and the first thing they say to me is hey um you're accepted do you want to move to the second year wait what and what like, sorry what okay. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> and I was like very polite like could you could you repeat that please and he's like yeah we like your work um so uh we thought you might want to like skip the first year to go directly to the second year how do you what do you think about that and i was just like mind blown it's like no way it's like you're serious it's like yes yes we're serious do you know why they said that mm-hmm. like what was it about your portfolio that they super loved um, well, they they said they were happy to see that I already did some animation work, so they mm. they already thought like, okay, so you're self-taught, like you don't, um, like you already have like the basics. So in the in the first year, you learn a lot of the basics. So they thought, okay, so you got that, yeah. and then uh, ba- basically just the animation stuff that. I- so so okay, you had already <laughs> done a bunch of animation. You told me before we had the, this we we recorded on the call that you had done a bunch mm-hmm. of competitions. Is that, is that related to the animation work that you had done? Yeah, yeah, so tell, yeah, me, yeah. tell me about these competitions and how like you, you know, entered them, put yourself out there, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, what, if, what did they give you other than a portfolio of animation work? <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the Netherlands, we have these, these national competitions, like these national art competitions. What? And basically, so every, like every single one from the Netherlands, like every artist from the Netherlands that's under 19, I believe, ah. they just submit their work and you have like different categories. So I wanted to go to the category like film, like I wanted to do film, but then for film, I needed to have like a animation so I made like a four or five minute animation to like show my my work and show my stuff and I is actually this, got is this like, the short film that you have on your YouTube um is it the one with all the colors and the yeah yeah like all the backgrounds and it's like raining yep, yeah yeah it's that one it's that one. Oh, oh my goodness wow that's incredible <laughs> so I just put a bunch of that stuff in my demo reel and they liked it because it was like colorful and like pretty-ish and yeah there's your layouts are amazing your the color sense like you know the construction of your characters like everything it's you it's a complete film basically <laughs> so they thought oh you're, you're you know the basics that's good you want to skip the first year where you learn the basics i'm like yes yes please <laughs> and then i don't have to pay for it either <laughs> yeah oh my god yes i don't i have to pay one year less Woo-hoo. Um, so when you entered second second year, it was in person, yeah. right? It wasn't online anymore. Oh, luckily, yeah, it was. Uh, fortunately, I just joined after the lockdowns had ended, after COVID uh, was like slowly going away. It was uh, still there. We still had to wear masks, and it still everything wasn't like completely open. But at least we could go to school. We could actually show up, and we could actually be there with my classmates and be there in person. What did your classmates say when you told them you skipped first year? Because because they would have been like, where were you last year? <laughs> you were like, wow. They were like, what? But also it's like weird because I came into a class of people that already knew each other. So I just had to find my way into like yeah. the little friend groups, which was fun. Like I love my classmates so much. It's like they're amazing. I just, uh, yeah, I just missed a year with them. I wish actually I had done this first year so I could have spent longer time with my friends right now. Yeah, yeah, but I I didn't know that at the time. I didn't well, know. <clears throat> fair, fair. Okay, so let's um <clears throat> let's chat a bit. A little, I'm super curious still about the hand drawn. So at Goblin, they force you to do hand drawn animation yeah. because they want you to learn like the yeah. real the real way of animating. I guess <laughs> the real way. The I don't know way the real way anymore. But... Used to do things. <laughs> so yeah, okay, yeah. also, what do they say when it comes to you know opportunities in specifically hand drawn? animation 
in the real world because like you're in an internship right now but you're working digitally mm -hmm. so do they yeah, also yeah. say like you know you're learning this and there are also opportunities to do this or it makes you a better 2d animator digitally like um i guess i'm i'm asking do you see yourself working in hand-drawn animation mm -hmm. after you're like in pencil paper after you finish school well, I, if I got the chance to, I would love to, but I know a lot of studios don't have light boxes yeah. and all the equipment anymore, which is understandable because it's not that efficient. Yeah. And the thing is at, at school, so the first few modules, they were all hand-drawn and they were all on paper. And now I know for the latest modules, they said, okay, if you want to move to digital, you can. So we had the choice to move to digital. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I stayed, I stayed on paper. I was like one of the like the few that actually stayed on paper because I just like it. Wasn't I wasn't the fastest and it wasn't that efficient. I was just ah just that's it. fine. I mean, you're going to have lots of opportunities to work in digital elsewise, but <clears throat> there's actually, you know, there's, there's like niche artists that have their own like light box and everything at, mm -hmm. in their home. And they still do like, you know, freelance hand-drawn animation for different clients. Like, you know, Cuphead was all hand-drawn. Yeah. I interviewed Tina Naraki who did it all. She actually lives down the street from me. She did it all hand-drawn. <laughs> yeah. We met because our dogs met and then we just got chatting in the park one day. <laughs> insane and you're like hey wait you're an animator too oh that's cool oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah. that's that's exactly how it went and then i asked for me on the podcast so you know there might be opportunity to do stuff if, if you like have the equipment at home but i'm just wondering you know like why why did you, you said you liked you liked hand-drawn so you chose to do that but wouldn't it i mean make more like rational logic sense to do more digital if you see more opportunity for yourself after school in digital like, um, I guess, I guess like, you know, when you're showing your portfolio to a studio, do they care that you're showing them hand-drawn or something made in TV paint or Toon Boom or uh, Clip Studio paint, et cetera? Or do they just care about the quality and that you know how to use the tools? Yeah, I, I, I think it's mainly just about your animation quality. But I remember like when I had the interview with the studio, they said they really liked seeing that stuff. And they like, because it's just like doing it on paper just shows passion. Like yeah. it shows that you're so into it that you actually are willing to do it on paper. Like totally. not a lot of people do that. So you can feel, well, at, at least if I see people working on paper still, I'm like, wow, damn, you love animation. That's insane. I, you love it. Oh, it's so, so uh, noticeable. I mean, it's so noticeable. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I guess, I guess that's what shows. And also if you show um, like old, older traditional animators that worked on paper before, they just love seeing that stuff again. They just love like, oh my God, they're still doing it. They're still, but the new generation is still doing it. I'm so happy. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. The five people in the world are still doing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> So can you maybe just take me through the process? Because I've never, outside of like, you know, getting a, um, a sticky pad and just making a little ball bounce <laughs> in a stick man by flipping like a little flip book, I've never actually hand-drawn animation. Can you just take me through the process of, I mean, I, I've, I've like watched documentaries, but I'm just wondering like in a modern day sense, like what is your process? Has it changed at all from the, the people of Disney's past? Um, uh, well, um, so in the beginning I would, I would do like, um, a lot of thumbnailing before I would start, because the thing is, if you start on, on paper, it's very hard to erase because if you start erasing stuff, it gets smudgy and like all the lines get like all blurry and it's not, it's not good. You just want to be like very clear about what you want yeah like your vision has yeah. to be very clear if you want to work on paper that also like a train that's why they teach us on paper because it teaches your mind to like think about what you're gonna do like you don't have this undo button you don't have these 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 buttons that you can just grow the size of your of the head of your character or just move the head like five centimeters to the right you cannot do that on paper you have to really think okay i'm gonna set this line here i'm gonna set this line here and you have to, you, you cannot press play. There's no play button. There's no instant play. So you have to really like imagine your character move. 
So we've and, and this is all before starting animating. This is all like you have to do this before this the mental stuff that goes into it before. And then um, so once you have like this vision in your mind, you start thumbnailing, you start like figuring out what you're gonna what you're gonna do. And then on paper, you just wanna start very rough. When so, you say thumbnailing, you're just you're just doing little thumbnails on a page to see how it looks. Yeah. You're not you're not flipping yeah, through yeah. them or anything. You're just kind of drawing out the silhouettes. Yeah, yeah, just just doing that before I even like start actually animating because I just wanna. But I I know that's something like most animators do, and you ha I I feel like you have to do thumbnailing. It is just so much more important on paper. Yeah. Because you're like you're literally I don't know if I can curse, but you're literally. Um, fucked if you don't prepare <laughs> so like you have to you have to uh have to really 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 prepare for it yeah i'm and already thinking about to... like how sketchy i am in i use tomb boom how sketchy i am mm -hmm. with just like feeling things out and erasing things and like it, i i need to build up that that, <laughs> that mental yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call that of just knowing where to put things that's super interesting yeah exactly that and then that on paper and then you just like start sketching and roughing stuff out and you're trying to find like the motion through it so you're trying to like line okay okay next line next line and you're like trying to flip and you're trying to see it so you're it's you're still like, doing like your key poses you're not like just going with straightforward animation like you're like depends on the animation but i actually prefer doing straight ahead even though ah. sometimes like it sometimes becomes like harder if you don't know what you're doing yeah but it was straight ahead i can just feel what i'm doing more like if that makes sense i can like feel the motion more than when i'm doing key poses because sometimes i get lost in the key poses and i'm totally. like wait, wait what i was what what was i trying to do with this pose it makes way more sense if the arm goes like that like it makes like with motion wise like i don't know why i made this key pose so normally i do like the rough straight ahead and then i go back in and fix like the key poses in the rough that I did straight ahead. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, I have no, hundred percent. It's it's funny you say that because stop motion is the same thing. There's no such thing as key poses. And well, I guess I guess there can be, and like obviously you can like you know rough out your animation, but there's only straight ahead in stop motion because like yeah. you're you can't. No, <laughs> there's no other option. So I actually, you know, I actually when I'm animating in two D, I do the same thing. I find. I find it's much easier to figure out where something's going to end up and then have the key pose like in my mind rather than like exactly. draw out yeah. the key pose and then try to fit the motion to get there. Unless it's like a very rudimentary people who are amazing 2D animators are probably listening to me right now and being like, he doesn't know what he's doing then. <laughs> like, oh, she has a lot to learn. She is <laughs> she has way to go. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so you, you kind of go forward with the fluid motion. You're just constantly flipping your like pages, yeah. like like there's that whole hand technique that I never learned to like flip the five pages at oh once or God, whatever. That took me so long. That took me so long to learn that hand technique, and I don't even feel like I have full control over it. It just, it, I don't know. It's 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 difficult. But as they told me, as long as there's like creases in your paper, as long as your paper looks like like shit, you are doing an amazing job because it oh. means that you're actually flipping so if your paper looks like all like um i don't know how to say it like all scrum um yeah crinkled up you don't and wavy. yeah you don't say that for paper but like all rustly and stuff then you're do then you're doing a good job so then how do you actually get it to, to on the computer because you know at sheridan we had these top-down cameras where you'd have to like place it on the pegboard and then like hold it flat and it would take a picture and then that would go into some program i don't know but are you doing that as well or is it like yeah, scanned exactly in or that. yeah no it's exactly that there's uh we have this room where we would just go in and we have like multiple like setups with like lighting things so we have like a lighting setup and like a webcam and then you just go in and take a picture for every single just frame that you yeah just like a little webcam yeah, like that works like a little camera that's just like attached to it like a computer and then we have this shitty program that we used to do like this very old program that we used to just see what we did and <laughs> so are you sitting there for like hours just turning a page turning a page can't oh no 
<laughs> so the thing is, you can't just put it in like a, a Xerox and just like it just it goes all through and just scan, 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 scan. It doesn't work. Well, the thing is, you can do that too, but the the scanners that we have um, kind of like it kind of messes up your paper because if you like if you draw with a lot of like a graphite on the paper, um, if you put it through a scanner, it smudges it out. Amazing. <laughs> The paper that you get so normally we just go in this room and if we have an animation for more than 100 frames 100 drawings we're just sitting there drawing after drawing click picture next drawing click picture oh shit the um, the camera has has gone blurry okay change the settings oh Do it again. you need to give and 20 dollars to one of your friends and just say i'll see you in an hour <laughs> And then the funny thing is, if you then play it and you're like, oh, oh, okay. So frame 67 and 75 are wrong. And then you go back and you change those frames. And then you have to scan them all again <laughs> because you want to see if the motion works again. What do you mean? You, it doesn't save the frames? You can just go in and... No, it, no, it does. But not if someone else is yet like using that that camera with that camera setup because we're all changing the camera setups as well depending on the animation that we're making so if you just leave the station for a little bit to change your animation you kind of have to do the same thing all over again and it takes a whole day just figuring out where which drawing do i have to change oh wow that's why that's why paper is not really efficient. That's so, it's really not efficient. Yeah, it sounds, this sounds, I've never thought of, you know, the process of afterwards where you need to change frames because like when you're doing it on the computer, you just go and change that frame. But is yeah, there, you know, with, with hand-drawn animation, is there a point where you're like, this is, this is just good enough. Like it's too much effort for me to go back, change these five frames. I still haven't figured mm -hmm. out this motion quite, but it's like good enough. And I'll just accept it as it is. Cause like in, in digital, you can, you can perfectionism to the end of the day if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but I kind of like, sometimes I'm just so done with one animation that I just have all the, like have all the, the, the pictures. And I just bring them into Photoshop and then just change them digitally and then try to make it look like they're not changed digitally. So I keep that, I just Photoshop it, but then it still looks like it's just a picture. Will they mark you, will they mark you badly if you do that or they don't care? They don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they know. Um, okay. So when you're, when you're animating at a light table, you can only see like five frames at a time the entire yeah. thing you're animating. So if you're animating a scene that's like, like you said, a hundred frames long, you don't really know what it looks like until you upload it. You only see like- yeah, until Yeah, until you do a pencil test. So do you have like a better uh, reference point in your mind of how things play without actually knowing how they play? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. I think why they made us like practice it on paper. It's because we train our minds to like see it. Like we train our, like we train our minds to actually see the motion and feel the motion, even though you're not seeing it and you can only see five frames. You kind of have to like know what's happening before it and after it. And then you just yeah. have to kind of envision that. Did this, did this kind of skill that you picked up help you in your internship versus maybe some of the other interns that didn't hand draw, do you think? Um, I don't think it applies to the shot I'm working on right now, hmm. but it has helped me with every single animation I've done so far. Yeah. Just, like literally with everything. Like right now I'm doing, I am doing like some digital animations again. Uh, just to try to see if I like if I like it still, and also because I I need to for work, and it's just it just it's just a skill I picked up, and I think everyone should at least try it on paper once just to feel wow. that just to experience that because it's just a skill, and I think you need it because you have to use your mind, you have to see your animation in your mind, and you have to prepare yourself, and don't just like don't just go click play on your on the digital thing just really use your mind to see it and, and click play like not often don't just immediately click play click play and like see your animation no see it in your mind first like yeah. see how you want it to be otherwise you can get 
cut up in like all the little details and like I, I don't know it just it is just something that animators just have to you know involve themselves into I guess 100% yeah I, you're making me want to try some to, I, I think I might actually <laughs> after this talk like you're really inspiring me but I, I as you're talking like my brain is also just thinking about stop motion and I feel very mm -hmm. similarly like when before I ever had Dragon Frames or all the softwares, or whatever, I used to just hit record on a video camera and just stop motion animate without having any clue what it looked like at all, and not even being able to see any of the frames until afterwards when I would upload like literally two hours of footage to like Adobe Premiere and like pick out the frames I wanted and then put them in a row and be like, that's what it looked like. But from doing that, I made like, I don't know, like 50 short, like 30 to 45 second movies doing it like that. But I developed this, like, I just knew how it was going to look. Yeah, like that, that's using, exactly like, what I'm talking man, about. Yeah. Without even, without even knowing how it's going to look. <laughs> that's but that's exactly it because you, you kind of have to like envision it though. Like you cannot just do something randomly. Like totally. you're, you know, you know what you're doing. You just cannot see it yet. You cannot play it yet. But you know what you're doing because you have to see it in your mind before you do it. Same with like stop motion, which is really good. Really totally. Cool. I mean, you're. I'm just. I'm just like feeling excited about like animating. <laughs> That's also like what I love so much about animation. It's just like you're. You're like playing this fantasy world in your mind, and then you make it come to life. And then afterwards of spending like twelve hours, you watch this two second thing, and you're like. I want to show everybody this now. <laughs> yeah, like I made something, I made something alive. I made yeah. something come alive. Yeah. Like we have and, the ability. <laughs> and like, well, our styles are so different because like you're, you're very like realism and like, you know, humans and I'm very like silly and bouncy, but like, that's also what I love about animation. Cause you can like choose the type of life you're creating and like how it moves and how much physics play into it and all this fancy stuff too. Yeah. Like, isn't it insane? We can make, anything that we want like we just have to imagine it we can make anything there's literally no limit like an animation of what we can make yeah. and it's kind of that's still like it's still like blowing my mind to this day i can just think of it and i can make it and if i think of like a life of a character or something i can make it and i can if i do it well i can make it believable and i can make other people like see what i'm seeing in my mind yeah. i can make other right. people see this life that i created which is what <laughs> i love that so much so okay so what what is it you know what are you dreaming of for your for what you want because you know you're you're in school right now you're going to do your last year obviously you have the film to to complete mm -hmm. and your internship to complete but, you know like thinking about the future what is it that you want to uh, bring to life or to work on? Or, you know, you've chosen this path. You've been in, you've been in, surrounded by art your whole life. You, you know, took a big chance on yourself, went to an animation festival, got the, you know, confirmation you needed. And here you are. Like, what, <laughs> what is what is it you want to accomplish? Um, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just want to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's that's fair. Yeah, no, that's okay, so but, okay, my my dream actually is to I don't have a like a big dream that I want to be like a director or anything. I I want to I want really want just want to animate. Like I, I just want to start. I just really I just want to have a character that they give me. I want to have a character that the character design team gives me, and they say we wanted to make it do this. And then I do it. I want to, I would just literally want to have the simple task of making a character alive. And if I do that, then my little, little dream that I have right now is just making a character come to life. That That's what I, that's what I accomplish. And then I'll see what I'll do after. I just, yeah. that's what I want. And then I have like these few studios in mind that I would like, oh my God, I would love to work there. So I'm just going to like work really hard on my demo reel, make sure it like looks good enough and then hopefully i can like make this little animator stream come true i just want to yeah. animate that's literally all i want i don't want to have anything else i just want to animate well hey you're already doing that i think that's amazing like you know the reason we're chatting is because you're already doing you're already kind of you know i think you're living your dream but also you i understand you know you want to yeah, be in the professional world and and like you know make your income and etc but i think if if your dream is to just you know make stuff come to life i think that's fantastic that's that's so cool yeah, yeah literally, literally that i see i see animations that 
just pencil tests of of like characters um from like feature films that people did i'm like that's literally all that's just what i want to do that that's all like yeah. just that just make people laugh just make people feel anything just make people laugh at your animation make them like feel sad make them feel happy just make them believe that the character that i'm animating exists and and I, i'm happy i'm good and that's all I want. That's, Amazing. That's, I love that. Yeah. Um, I just want to ask you, you know, you, on your, uh, like on your Instagram, you have lots of followers, like you have 14,000 followers. And obviously, you know, that's how I found you and, and watching your stuff and it come to life and, you know, just mm -hmm. be blown away. Like at first I was like, she's got to be working on like, I don't know, <laughs> some studio already, but no, you're, you're, <laughs> and then I found out you were at school. I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Tell me how social media has affected uh, if it has affected at all, like what you're doing, because like, you know, like I haven't, I don't have 14,000 followers, but I'm assuming I would probably get some, I don't know, more, <laughs> I don't know. Like what, what is social media done for you? Um, well, the great things about social media is that it brings me closer to, um, to like, all the other all the other animators like we met through social media otherwise i would have never met you like social media is insane it just it brings everyone together it just has this little community and you can just follow and chat and call and just ask questions to all these people that you're like in, inspired by that you look up to that you want to be maybe someday so that's cool so instagram is insane for that but when it comes to art it kind of puts like a little pressure on us as mm. artists, especially if it comes to likes and like sharing your work and then hoping that other people will like it. And then it kind of hurts when you have like your, your artwork that you worked on for a little while and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I think people will like it. And then they don't. And then they don't like it. So, and, and that's stuff that kind of like can, uh, affect you totally. and then yeah and then if you if you're trying to like grow your instagram and if you're trying to like really um like market yourself because that's also what instagram is about you're just basically marketing yourself and you're putting yourself out there and you're um making sure that people see you but how do people see you like what should you make what what does the like what does your audience want to see like how do you could, could not collect but how do you uh, find more people like how, how do these people come to you like you have to think about that and then it kind of comes down to like your find your style and then make it like your own and then if people like what you do try to keep doing that but also keep on improving and I find that's the best way to grow but it also can like get you stuck in this tunnel of Oh, I have to make this for my followers because my followers really like this artwork. But I really like this one as well. Should I do this? But I remember the last time I posted something like this, it didn't go well. So should I do the art that my followers like, or should I make the art that I like? And then, like, I'm kind of stuck in between. Like, I have to figure out how to do both at the same time. Like, yeah. I want to do something that gets people to like come to me but also that I am happy about. So there's this fine balance. And I've, yeah. heard other, uh, I've heard other artists talk about this as well. There's this fine balance. Find that balance and you're happy. <laughs> you're gonna be happy. Find that, like if, if you care about social media at all, like if you don't care about social media, just make what you want. Just literally just post whatever, make what you want, make your art, make yourself happy. But if you care like a little bit about like audiences and likes and followers and all that all that stupid stuff then just find a little balance between yeah. what you like, like and your followers do something that ever like do a marvel character and then you'll get a bunch of followers yeah, but then yeah. make sure you're also posting your own shit so like what is yeah. your goal with social media then that you're you know you're actively kind of trying to grow your following are you trying to get work are you trying to make new connections are you trying to just you know, build your portfolio? Are you trying to connect? Like, what is what is that goal then? Because, you know, it depends on what the goal is for what you actually do. Mm -hmm. um, I think pretty much all of the above. All of the above. Because, yeah, literally <laughs> Everything, all of the, the world. 
<laughs> no, it is more like okay. So yeah, I want, I want two hundred million followers. No, I want more than Kim Kardashian. <laughs> no, it's just connecting to people is awesome. So, um, people come to you if you have some follow because for some reason the algorithm works this way that if you have more followers they re recommend your profile to more people so you get to know more people which is cool yeah. and so connecting is amazing and work like it's if you if your account is bigger there's more work coming to you because more um people know you so it's kind of also a good way to actually, if you need a job, to find jobs and to do find freelance jobs, especially. So you don't necessarily have to reach out yourself. They come to you if your Instagram and if your art is like good enough. Because it's just easier to find someone like that. Like if you if you have 30 followers, um it's like it's kind of hard to find you. So that's why I think work-wise, yeah, uh, I think work-wise, it's kind of, kind of important, but also, but like, you don't need social media per se, like, it's, it's, this is all, like, from really, like, now, it's, like, all really present, and we all care about it a lot right now, but I think it, it all comes down to your art and your portfolio in the end, so the numbers agreed, agreed the yeah. numbers the numbers are just numbers and i have a very low number like i compare myself to all my friends and to all these people and all these famous artists and i'm like i i am a nobody i am nothing well listen i have tough. i have less than i have a third of what you have so i feel even <laughs> but less but also like you know i keep telling myself i heard i don't know where i heard this but it was like <laughs> you know, if 12 people like your art, that's 12 real people that like your art. Like who cares if a million people like your art, but like, you know, if you went to 12 people in real life that were like, oh, I really like this. I'd be like blown away. So it matters. I think it matters more about like who, who is following you and, and like why. Um, and well, obviously, you know, tons of benefits come from having a massive following. I've talked to artists who've made a career out of you know, social media mm -hmm. and, and what they do there and brand deals and stuff. So I think it, I think it depends what your goal is at the end of the day. So, yeah. So, so Lava, you know, I don't, I know it's like 1am where you are, but you know, we've, we've chatted about, you know, where this, this inspiration for this mm -hmm. career of chosen came from, you know, how you just in high school had this super confidence to, you know, go talk to animators and then you found out you wanted to go to school in Paris and then you went to school mm -hmm. in Paris and you're on your internship and you're doing all this crazy stuff, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I, I actually talked to quite a few people who love uh, hand-drawn like traditional animation, mm -hmm. but they're, you know, they're kind of scared on pursuing it because of, they see a lack of opportunity yeah. or, but it sounds like, you know, you've got a lot of, even if there is a lack of opportunity, I mean, if everybody was a hand-drawn animator, not everybody could find work. So my, my personal thing is like, if you have a real passionate, you have to go for it because you're yeah. going to be one of those people that they call when they need that. But, you know, yeah. it sounds like you also have developed a lot of extra skills that you might not have gotten from it. That it might put you ahead of the game when it comes to, 2D animation or digital animation or whatever. I'm just wondering, you know, is there something that you want to, if somebody's listening and they're, they're thinking about pursuing hand-drawn, is there something you would say to them from your experience? Um, except for the do it, like literally, <laughs> just literally like, yo, 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 um, if you just pick up the pencil and pick up the paper, night boxes, even they don't have to be expensive. You can buy those little ones that just like the they just shine light and make your paper seats. You can even That's just use like mean. an iPad and put it like a white light on. Yeah, <laughs> even even that works. Like buy a little peg bar or and literally just something to make holes in your paper. Just yeah. <laughs> I think a peg bar is three dollars. So <laughs> literally just like buy it and and just try it. Like it literally like even if you even if you don't like it, you'll learn something from it. Like, don't just jump straight into digital. Yeah, I know we all need digital because that's how most studios work. Even though I think in some studios, they still accept like the older animators who say, I want to work on on hand-drawn. And I think yeah. they still, yeah, they still have the the um, equipment. I think and the Klaus, Klaus did that. Yeah, uh, I was, I I was think, thinking about that, yeah. 
I think the <laughs> Green Eggs and Ham series on Netflix, I think I think they yeah. also accepted hand-drawn yeah. as well. I know that a, a couple of, like what you said, I, I now that it's like ringing a bell, I think a couple of shows that I've seen actually accept hand-drawn animators yeah. to submit their work they like that. Do it. There's, there's not a lot of them out there, but if you're willing to put all your love and passion into hand-drawn animation, they will, if you're good, they will make um, make you do hand-drawn animation if you're good and if you can show it, like, then do it. And it's not that, like, it's still there. Like, as long as there's people doing it, it will stay alive. So I just, I would love, 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 love to be on a production and have my little light box and my little paper. Like, that would be an absolute, okay, maybe I found my new dream. That would be the dream. Like, making a, like an animated character on, like, paper in one of those big animation studios. That would be cool. Um, yeah, but so so if, if, if people want to know, just, like, like literally, buy paper, buy pencils, do it because you'll, you'll learn a different approach. Amazing. I think you're going to accomplish this. And I want you, when you do, can you email me and just be like, Hey, <laughs> I'm working on this production. I'm doing, I'm doing light box animation. That would make me so happy. <laughs> that, would, that would make me happy as well. That would be really cool. Yeah. Amazing. Is there, you know, as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that you wanted to share that you think might be interesting for whoever might be listening to here? Um, literally just um I don't know when I was younger where I get that got that confidence from but if I didn't have that confidence I wouldn't know that I should apply somewhere so I'm just saying just literally show up to events meet people or like show your work on Instagram send messages don't be afraid to reach out to the people you inspire uh, like you aspire to be uh, don't be scared to reach out to people that you admire like just send them lovely messages they, they they'll love that and just ask them questions and then just try to like you literally a world will open up to you because some of these people will actually give you advice and they'll say to you what to do so don't stay in your little room be closed off and just draw and then you don't know where you are at with your drawings. You don't you know your skill level. Just reach out to people. It's an amazing, we live in an amazing time. We can message anyone. We can go to any anywhere and just like take your art somewhere. Like yeah. take it somewhere, show it, show it to people. Like they'll, they'll tell you where to go. You are a real testament to that because like that, that animation conference a couple hours literally changed your life. You would have maybe not ever... Yeah been sitting here and have drawn hand drawn or gone to go blend or anything and and the same thing like I started this podcast from just being at an animation festival and feeling a little bit confident I didn't even have a podcast I just walked up to Fred Seibert and said do you want to be on a podcast I'm starting and he said yes so here we are four years later (laughs) yeah I don't think you need that but that's an insane right like you just need to put yourself out there and just do it yeah, it's so funny because like there's so many times where I feel too nervous to even bother going or starting a conversation or like there's like an animation party like down the street from me. I'm like, I don't really want to go and socialize like but you have no idea, you know, like it's it's so easy to say no to things. It's I don't know why it's so hard. I wish I was one of those people that just said yes to everything instead of being like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I am one of those people. If there's an animation party. I'll, I'll go there. So like next I, time I'll, I'll go and then you'll be there. I'll be like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I even have like an animation party tomorrow. So I have like animation things always. I, just like amazing. the community is amazing. amazing. We organize so many. I say we as in, yeah, I'm an animator. I can say we. Like this community is amazing. We organize a lot. There's a lot of events. We have a lot of animation festivals. And gosh, it's just, it's just a positive, good, I don't know like supporting that's what I've realized and what I've like come to um come to see is that we're just a lot of supporting people in the community and they actually truly want to help you so that's why I say like don't don't be scared to show your art don't be scared to just go go out there literally yeah I love it and I love hearing the enthusiasm and excitement in your voice too it's really it's really encouraging (laughs) I think that's really special to have as well (laughs) 
Well, Lava, thank you so much for coming on the chat. It's been an absolute pleasure. You know, I've loved chatting with you and hearing how things actually happen and, you know, all the best with your dreams and what you're doing. I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you. It's been, it's, it has been lovely. Thank you. This is an amazing experience for me too. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. <laughs> I'm so happy you started your podcast. Like this is, <laughs> there was an amazing idea. Yeah, it wasn't even my idea. It was my former business coworker's idea. It was like, you should start a podcast. I was like, I don't want to. Here we are. No, but look, look at where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, all the best. And, and we'll stay in touch. But if you're listening and you want to, you know, follow Lava, maybe reach out to her on Instagram. If you have that confidence to chat about art and whatever. Don't, don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I don't bite. I promise. <laughs> don't be scared. Uh, you can reach out to her at Lava underscore art. And I'll include that in the description of this podcast. And thank you so much for listening. That's all for now. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.